How do you teach a song? Have you ever tried to teach somebody a song, like a kid or a friend? Not just like play the song, but like teach them how to sing. How do you teach a song? This is uh, Station Eleven from my Stations of the Resurrection art show, which is about uh, that resurrection is an invitation to see everything differently, a new way of having a perception. And uh, this one involves uh, teaching, is the word I picked out. Um, and so in this image, we see this like Victrola, which is a record player with a, you know, an old, before there were speakers, it was like the, the funnel that made the sound come through from the needle. And that is emerging from the, the record players inside. And then it's emerging through the eyes, the mouth, you know, the whole perception. And on the record is a little bit of a heart because we're going to talk about a love song. But um, I love this one so much. I, re- I really wrestled with this one a lot. So like thinking about this idea of a song, like a song can be like so many things, but just to keep it like real easy, let's just define a song as a combination of a melody and lyrics. You know, we're like talking about like pop songs and not classical, but something with words and so music and lyrics, right? So the lyrics are meant to convey some kind of like experience or narrative, belief, collected and delivered wisdom to like the person singing to the listener and even the like you know the choirs it's like it's it's meant for the singer and the listener and it's it's great because it's like a a good way of like teaching it's like why we teach simple songs to kids you know like it's the the easiest way to internalize a complex idea like the alphabet is through the alphabet song or, you know, lots of information about like how many sons did Father Abraham have? You know, like it's, it's a way of memorizing content of like information, experience, stories. Um, we've often turned things that happened into stories and then musical stories. And so that's the lyrics. Uh, the melody's a little harder to grasp. Uh, it's defined in the dictionary as a rhythmical succession of single notes producing a distinct musical phrase or idea, which <laughs> that description of melody is like trying to make a drawing of a sunset using only one color. Like music is hard to describe with words because it's something you have to experience, like enter into and body. A melody is literally made with your body. Like your lungs push air through your windpipe, which produces a tone which you can melodically manipulate with whatever you want to do. So I do think in the definition, distinct is the right word through, uh, because what differentiates a melody from all other melodies is its distinct placing of tones together. It's how we know what happy birthday to you is versus don't stop believing right you know like it's the it's the tones that matter so to learn a song is to remember the words while embodying the notes it's a combination of knowing and embodying so before he departed the risen one invited the followers to participate in the world by inviting others to follow baptizing them into a deeper identity and teaching them to obey everything he had commanded them to do. In some ways, it worked, right? Like we're still here talking about it today. And in some ways, it hasn't worked. We just have to like Google the recorded history of atrocities done in the name of converting unbelievers. Like as I was meditating on this passage, I found myself very uncomfortable with what many have titled the Great Commission. I think it's because from my experience, 
the emphasis was mostly put on making disciples, that making disciples part, which some had interpreted as, you know, like team building. You got to make a team. And in order to make a team, you must label who's on the team and who's not on the team. And then, you know, it's all about building the team, managing the team, playing other teams, defeating other teams. And maybe I'm the only one who's been horrified by the demeaning and destructive things that have been done in the name of proving your team is better and is the winning team over other teams, but I don't like think I'm the only one. Like also team building seems to leave out what's at the heart of being a disciple, which is obeying the commands of Jesus, which, which what were the commands again? Well, <laughs> like he's on record saying that love God and love your neighbor as yourself pretty much sums up like everything. Okay, so we got love God and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Okay. And then one time with his followers, he got really specific after he'd washed their feet. And he said, people will know you're my followers when you love one another, if you love one another. So (laughs) the command is basically um, love. There you go. Loving one another. The command is to teach others how to love how to love God, how to love others, how to love themselves, how to embody love, how to be in love. You know, I know we can be in love, it's like romance, but like, how do you enter in? How do you embody love? How do you teach others to be in love? I wonder if teaching them all that I have commanded could be thought of more in the way of how you would teach a song versus like just bullet points, right? Because if you try to teach love just using word words, you'll just miss a big part of it. Because love is something that must be embodied, like a melody. That's why love is often best portrayed in a song, lyrics and melodies, because it is the amalgamation of ideas and embodiment. It's no surprise that most songs are about love. Have you ever thought about that? Like 90% of songs are about love. But But a good song needs to have equal parts, lyrics, and melody. Like, haven't you ever heard a recently released radio song from the pop music (laughs) making industrial complex? And you thought, wow, this song is amazing. This beat is amazing, but these lyrics are real shallow. And haven't you ever witnessed someone butchering one of your favorite songs because their lackluster performance? You're like, these, this song is the best and this person stinks. Why are they doing this? Like a good song is lyrics and melody. And it's the same with belief. Like, have you ever experienced the joy of finally finding the words to express what you have already intuited and what it means to live a sacred life? And have you ever, like, you you read somebody and you're just like, oh my gosh, that's it. Yes, I knew that to be true. Thank you for putting the words to it. But on the opposite, have you ever experienced the disconnect with somebody who knew all the right words, but the tone of their life sounded like so out of key? Like, belief is not just knowing words. Belief is lyrics plus embodying the melody. It's faith and works, right? It's something distinct that differentiates it from other melodies. Like when Jesus said, you will be known as my followers if you love one another, I don't think he was talking about like making mission statements. I think he was alluding to the song that love makes in the world, the tone, the note that love is in the world. You know it, you've seen it, you've felt it you've received it. Like he was inviting his followers into a song that he believed was at the center of existence. Like the risen one was inviting us to a place that us, that the song would enter into the center of our lives, that we would learn the lyrics and that melody, and then join him in singing that song throughout the world. 
I guess my question for us is, is what's the song that we're already singing? Because we're already singing a song with our lives. There is a song playing in you. And whether you realize it or not, that's the song you're singing in the world and trying to teach others to sing. Like some of us may need to really examine the song we're singing. Because like the melody might be good, but the lyrics suck. Or the, you know, the lyrics are kind of catchy, but like we don't embody it at all. Like what is the song we're singing? I think resurrection is singing a new song. This sounds real religious all of a sudden. <laughs> and then, you know, we're talking about religious things, but like singing is, I think resurrection is singing a new song. And to sing a song, a new song, you must first learn it. Oh man, this isn't in my notes, but like seriously, you must listen and the words and learn the melody. It's only when you've internalized it that you can invite others to sing that song too. How often, man, talk about coming to a conclusion while recording. How often have people, oh, here's the new song to sing, but they took the old melody of their life, which is destructive and self-loathing and hatred and bitterness, and then just added different lyrics. Yeah, but it's the melody is like not anything of God, of love, of resurrection. To sing a song, you must first learn it. Like resurrection is about learning something new. It's not about taking what you already have. It's about like, oh, maybe there's a different thing to sing. Like, and like, so here's how you know. The song you're meant to sing is the love song. It can come in all different kinds, melodies and tones. But if you're, if it's not a love song you're singing, I doubt it's the song that Jesus has invited to place inside of you. I seriously doubt it. If you're not singing a love song, it's not the one from the risen one. For me, the song that the risen one put in me and has the one I've been learning, the one that is on like eternal repeat and I keep singing day after day in my own words is this, you are my beloved. Beloved.